When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the start of a new week on the PHLY Eagles podcast. It is noon. I am Bo Wolf. That is Zach Berman. And for all we know, Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie are still locked in a room together. They haven't slept. They haven't showered. They're just staring at each other grizzled, and they have been doing so for the past, I don't know, 125 hours. Zach, what is going on? Is is Nick Sirianni being held hostage in the Novacare complex? You had me envious there until the no shower part, right? Mm. I don't mind the no sleep. I mean, I get to spend three days with Jeffrey Lurie and Nick Sirianni. That sounded great. The no shower part, that's a bridge too far for me. That You should pitch that as a story idea to them. How about a, a darkness retreat, Aaron Rodgers style, but it's you and Jeffrey in the same room for a full week? That'd be a great book right there. Sign me up. How cool, like, what do you think Jeffrey's thought process would be when that was brought to him as a possibility? <laughs> he would say, what did I do to deserve this? Well, I mean, he would just yes. say no, but he would, like, yes. he would be, like, angry that the concept was even brought <laughs> sure. to him, that they sure. were wasting his time. And maybe, maybe he'd be willing to bring you to uh, St. Martin with him instead. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take that. Okay. Sounds fun. Well, Zach, there's a lot to get to. There is not the major news that we have been waiting for, but uh, yesterday... On Sunday, a few little things starting to trickle out about uh, some moves on the defensive coaching staff. We'll get to that. Today, some rumors or reports about people they are talking to. A recent report just before we went from Derek Gunn about Brian Johnson's potential future. Let's get to it all. Uh, We can talk a little bit about what happened in the games uh, playoff-wise this weekend. But there is so much going on with the Eagles, and we still don't really know what's going on. We don't know when we're going to hear from the Eagles. Like, Let's start with this. Tell me... Because you are the uh, chapter president sure. right, for the PFWA. What are the rules here? When do the Eagles have to talk to us? So the rules are that the coach and or personnel executive and or owner must talk uh, in the, the week following the season ending, right? So... And so is by the letter of the law, yeah, we're like deciding what the definition of a week is. Yes, by the letter of the law, one would say that's today, tomorrow reasonably you can apply a degree of flexibility if you think a decision you know if if you're late last week and 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 they're meeting you get it right there's things they need to figure out when you're into this week here it's like and by the letter of the law who has to speak well the coach and or gm and or owner okay So, so one of those three at least 
one of those three, typically you'd like more than usually one of those three. it's head coach, coach and GM and GM. Right. Exactly. The owner, if the decision was made to fire somebody and thus he's being accountable for the decision, typically though, head coach and in my time here, in our time here, uh, it's, it's been the head coach and or GM after the 2016 season, Howie was the only one who spoke. And that was curious because it kind of came off like, are they not sure of Doug here, right? In the years past, it's, it's, it's been Howie and the coach. They do it at the same time. I, I never really like that because it's the first time you're speaking to Howie in quite a long time. And you speak to the coach three, four times a week, right? Four times a week. So at that point, there's typically more for Howie for those end-of-season things. I would prefer if, if they were separate. Like the Cleveland Browns have Andrew Berry speaking today, for instance. Um, so, yeah, but then there's no opportunity for somebody to be in the background <laughs> licking a water bottle. Yeah, you, you have to be a sicko to understand that reference. We have to be a sicko to do it. <laughs> Count on you for the quick the quick one-liners. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so I imagine we're going to hear from them in the coming days. There was... The, there was a so there was the Monday night game last week, right? I'm not making excuses for them, but the calendar's been atypical. You're usually thinking the season ends on a Sunday. Here they had a Monday night game. They get back late, uh, or they get back early Monday morning. They didn't have their exit interviews until Wednesday. Uh, so, I mean, you could say Jeffrey's travel, but there's then there's snow going on in in the region. I would hope, I would imagine something. Tomorrow would, would 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 be the best the a reasonable scenario. So let me let, let, let's talk about like why there has been such radio silence. Like we were talking before the show, and you pointed out like they didn't even announce on their website the list of futures contracts yes. that they signed, which, which is like the have most already gone through yes. the like transaction yep. wire. Like just put it on the transactions. So it seems like there is an edict from mm -hmm. the team right now for like full radio silence. There has not been an announcement of uh, anybody returning or anything like that. Now, the reporting yesterday about the Sean Desai firing, which was a little bit gross to me, but the, it was like everybody's parsing that that Nick is the one who did it. Yes. Like, and by the way, I mean, poor poor Sean Desai. Like, um, he gets a call from Nick Sirianni. He's probably like finally taking some time with his family after this terrible year. And Nick's like, "Hey, man, like I gotta let you go." And Desai's like. Of course. Like, you didn't have to call me to do that. You already fired me. You don't have to fire me again. I like the uh, line at the top of your story. You want to repeat the joke? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, no wonder they couldn't react to a blitz in full time. It took them a week to fire the guy they already, they already fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the last line there being most pertinent, right? They essentially fired me. <laughs> right. It was... It, it was uh, Nick's like, hey, this is going to be a difficult conversation. Yeah. And just like, what are you talking about? It was actually more laudable if you will, that Desai stayed on for those final few weeks as opposed, because it's, it's almost, and we talked about this when they made the change, like why are well, you yeah, demoting him? But if he quits, him? he doesn't get paid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So now finally they, they do this, but this can't be your, your move here. And it can't be uh, Nick's, Nick's really exerting his authority here by, Dismissing yeah, the guy that we already decision making from Nick Sirianni sure. to fire the guy he already fired. Meanwhile, yeah. the reporting of Patricia is, oh well, you know, you know, Matt was put in a really difficult situation <laughs> having to call someone else's defense. His contract's up. He's he's thinking because he's going to be such a hot commodity, he might just sort of look for an opportunity elsewhere. Well, so there, Give me a break. There, well, so, well, so there are semantics 
things here that are at, at play that's, that's worth noting. And I pointed this out uh, on a video that you can find on the PHLY page. And then a, a, a story. bless his soul. No. So out of the so kindness Sean Desai, of his heart ran so the worst defense in the history of the NFL. So, well, well so Sean Desai was under contract, right? Yeah. So the Eagles can't commence a defensive coordinator search without opening the defensive coordinator job. They, they couldn't, in th it's not just in theory, in, in practice, they can't talk to people for a defensive coordinator job that isn't open. Um, so there, there has to be a dismissal of Desai in order for that job to open. Whereas Patricia, they can just let his contract run out. And typically the Eagles haven't announced dismissals of people who have expiring contracts. It's just like this, this person's going. So I understand the semantics thing there. It's more the packaging. And I imagine this came from Patricia's side of, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Of I mean, like, he basically wrote the tweet himself. Yeah. That he's, uh, he was really, he was really in this big imposition going up, against the the Giants twice and the Cardinals <laughs> and the uh, the Cardinals and Drew Locke that he had this undermanned roster where really their roster wasn't depleted by injuries when he was they were actually healthier than the offensive yes. side number 1 number 2 um yeah he was running someone else's scheme but in fairness he was there to put the scheme together it's it's not like they just picked Patricia off the street Patricia was with the Eagles yeah. when Desai – put everything in throughout training camp. So it might not be Patricia's skis. Uh, it's Patricia's scheme, but it's, it's not as if like uh, Patricia was just called into a different team. And then the third part of this is the notion that he's, that, that he's going to be this like highly yeah, pursued exactly. defensive coordinator. He's been, he's, he's been available as a defensive <laughs> coordinator the past three years. No one has hired him. He was as the D coordinator. He's been, uh, he had this this five game sample size with the Eagles, which was disastrous. I'm not taking any like Patricia is a smart guy. He knows football. I'm not disputing that. But this idea that all of a sudden every defensive coordinator job is going to be have Patricia at the top of their list, I, I find to be a bit far fetched. So, all of that is to say, if it is the case that Sirianni is making these decisions and, yes. and making these phone calls, why do you think it is? What are the possible explanations? for why this thing is dragging on without any, you know, reporting from national reporters, the, you know, yeah. the, the usual suspects saying, you know, Nick Sirianni will be back in Philadelphia and his building is working on building out his staff. Like why, why has that not been disseminated? So the, I can give you like what the team might say and then the skeptical view of it. Yeah. Give me a couple, give yeah. a couple explanations. So what the team might say is you don't have to announce that your head coach is coming back the same way the Texans aren't announcing this morning that D'Amico Ryan's is this coming is going to be the gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that he well, well, he's our, our head coach. Why are we you know, we're not announcing Jalen Hurts is coming back as the quarterback, right there. This is that, that that could be their explanation for this. They didn't announce Sirianni was coming back last year, right? You announce when a move's made, not when someone's staying. Now, of course, we all know that there's if if it was that simple, Sirianni would have talked the day after the game, right? Right. And it would have been like business as, as usual for them. And the they Eagles. wouldn't be letting yeah. him twist in the wind publicly. Ex they would, you know, Adam exactly. Schefter would say, yeah, Nick Sirianni is still the Eagles head yeah. coach and will be. Like, sure. It wouldn't be a science point to this, right? right. So, yeah. So, but, but I'm saying, so, so that's, that's their ex explanation. The other view of it is there, and there's, there's two things. There's things they're trying to sort out staff wise. He's back contingent upon 
X, Y, and Z happening? Can you land this coordinator? Can you make this change? And as we talked about on Friday's show, uh, I mean, from a leverage perspective, right? Nick probably doesn't have the same leg to stand on that that he might that you might think someone with his with his record had. They collapsed here at the end of the year. Um, it could be like he came in on day one of the meeting yeah. and said, this is this is my plan for the staff. And Jeffrey said, that's not good enough. Yeah. Come back with a better plan. Uh, something yeah. like that. Like, or, I, or they're working I through. want to make this work, but like, that's not yeah. going to be good enough for me. Or we need to see if we can get this guy. That right. And then the 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 really kind of skeptical, I don't know if it's conspiracy theorist part of it, is Nick's, Nick's the best option unless you can land somebody else. So you're not going to fire Nick. Because you believe in him, you think he's a good coach, you you like him personally, and but if you can get candidate X, Bill Belichick, let's say, right? It, so you kind of keep it hanging in the wind while you explore your other avenues. So so that would be the skeptical conspiracy theorist part of it. Of those three things, I would say number two is probably the most likely option here. Um, Number one, look, yeah, it's 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 true. You don't need to announce the guys coming back, but if it's they that can't simple, do anything normally yeah. ever, <laughs> ever, uh, like just be normal. Yeah. Uh, so I would counter. This isn't defending the Eagles. I always say, what is normal, right? Well, Normal's not normal. Doesn't get to the you know to the Super Bowl <laughs> two times in five. Years. But I, I I do think there's a a me- there's a conventional way of of operating that <laughs> you don't need to be unconventional about retaining your coach right you, you right. can be conventional about that like save your unconventional things for an offense that's creative or something of that nature it it, it makes them look either dramatic mm-hmm. or indecisive and, right? and and i think neither one is to use fletcher cox's expression the steady hand yeah Right. And and by the way, now by all by like it's very reasonable to think that, you know, Jeffrey is the one who is being the steady hand here. Mm-hmm. And he is he is deciding not to move on from Nick impulsively, even though what we saw over the last yeah. two months of the season would certainly call for that. And he is deliberately going through the process of saying, let's we're going to fix this staff. You know, last year we had to fix we had, we had to rebuild the staff late in the cycle. And so it's not like we were going to get our top choices now we have a chance to fill the staff like this is an opportunity for us to build a very strong staff moving forward with you as the top but we're going to surround you like let's let's do let's take our time and do this that is all possible but it could still mean you're telling people that nick is coming back like i don't yeah. know yeah and it, the the question is whether you think patience i don't even know if i would frame it as 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 patients, whether uh, due diligence, if there is, if there is a public demand or public responsibility, not to be hasty here, but but like to to project, you know, this is a a, a front facing organization. You know, it's a it's a front facing business, right? Things aren't done necessarily in the darkness here. I, I've I've heard and I've written about this that one thing that the Eagles will say, and, and they are correct. You know, in a coaching search, sometimes there's this public demand to do things quickly. But what like high level search really gets done in two, three weeks? It's it's almost foolish to expect that. The flip side to that is professional football is a, a unique business here, right? You don't go three, four months without having a coach or or, or something in in place. So if you think that that there's 
uh, to your fan base, there's a responsibility to have like some type of communication after the season, other than putting out all these, you know, all these players the day after because they're responsible, kind of explaining what happened here. I mean, Howie Roseman hasn't spoken to this roster he put together, right? Nick Sirianni hasn't spoken to this to this collapse that that happened. Even Jeffrey Lurie. Well, Sirianni's had a chance to speak yeah, to but, it, but yeah. But I'm saying like to wrap things up, kind of after yeah. a, a, after the season. So, um, no, I, I I also think from a you know, the Eagles always talk about competitive advantage and, and that kind of thing. From a competitive advantage perspective, you're trying to hire real good coaches here. Um, you want to seem like a a stable situation for them to come into. You you don't want it to be like a, a hot seat, you know, to, to use the phrasing that Jeffrey Lurie used when they dismissed Doug Peterson in January 2021 that Doug would need to maximize on that season and the team was thinking – you know, more long-term. So there's a difference in vision. Now, I think the time frame, the competitive timelines coincide here, right? Nick Sirianni would need to win next year. The Eagles want to win next year. Like there's an expectation that they're a championship level team. But if you're hiring a coach who has options, going to a situation where the coach might seem to be on the hot seat going into that year might not be as desirable. So you want to project this idea of stability, of confidence in the coaching staff and the plan. Uh, and all of that can be overstated. I get that, but that is something you, you need to keep in mind. All right, Zach, before we get to Ron Rivera and Brian Johnson, let's talk about Rocket Money. You know about Rocket Money. We got a text from, uh, let's call him uh, Kiel Shapadia, uh, who was letting Zach and I know and he pulled the trigger on Rocket Money, and it saved him a lot of money. What did he say? Let me pull it up, Zach. I think it's I think it's okay that this is on the record. He said, canceled 10 things, and he's having them renegotiate his Verizon bill. What a productive thing for him to do. Yep. Rocket Money, you know, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your Belichick's. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with just a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service, and they will even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y, rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. And while that text was coming in from, are we calling him Shiel or are we saying Keel? Whoever it is. No idea who you're talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually didn't respond, and it wasn't because I was driving. Uh, it was because I was actually in the game time app at that point, purchasing tickets for yesterday's Flyers game. I took my son Reed to the Flyers game. Uh, we were talking about the 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 chance to go to a game. I didn't know if I'd be home yesterday or, or not. The Eagles lost. That came open, and I do this ad read every week for the past five months here, and I know that I I don't need to buy it weeks in advance. I can wait. For the last minute, and I waited for the last hour. We actually uh, got it right on our way to the game. While you were driving? 
No, no. When we were in the parking lot, we purchased okay. it. When we were in the parking lot, uh, and I I did it. We got good seats at a decent price uh, to mm, watch. Wow. Feels like you didn't get a steal. Mm. <laughs> uh, but the I mean, it's not Game Time's fault, right? Game Time did a great job here in terms of it was so easy to use. I can't talk enough about how great this process was because it was certainly was not stressful and buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music and comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and i used one of those killer deals by the way it was actually a flash deal because they have their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have flash deals on last minute tickets easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and i need to point this out I turned to read in the car and I said, do you want this seat view or this seat view? Mm. Uh, because we were de nice. deciding between two. And the reason I bring that up is they have images of your seat view. You can get the image of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It was two taps. That's all it was. Uh, tickets. And then it was sent directly to my phone. I didn't have to dig through my email to get it. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code PHLY for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. A couple super chats to get to uh, that I can read here from Gavin. He says, uh, "Starting out, how to write for an untalented team." I'm not sure what that's referring to, unfortunately. We'll have to have to track back on that one, Gavin. Sorry. Maybe the the uh, book about Jeffrey. I, I don't think so. I mean, if they've been a talented team, I'm not I sure. I think it was too to. recently in the episode for it to be gotcha. referencing that as his as his reference point. But who knows? Yeah, they're an awfully Ex talented. Feel free team. to explain it. Uh, Chris also says Bo and Zach are the goats of Eagles coverage. Salute from Chicago. Salute to you, Chris. I appreciate that, much. Chris. Thank you. Uh, uh, all right, Zach, who do you got winning the uh, the Women's Australian Open? I don't even know a single player in the Women's Australian Open. Not a single Open. player. Not a single player. I'm not a I'm not a tennis guy, number one, and haven't been following the... There's so much going on in sports right now. You don't know Coco Goff? Oh, I do know Coco Goff, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know she was still playing. Still playing? Yeah, she's like 18 years old. No, or I'm like saying that. still playing in the Australian Open. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I, how far along? Yeah, yes, they're in the quarters. Yeah, that's There's what I'm saying. I, I, I didn't know uh, she was still alive in the quarters. Here, got it. Is my point. Okay. I know she's still playing. Yes. Um, oh, I, I, I also know uh, the the Pagola's daughter. She plays. Uh, that, that one, I am surprised. I'm not surprised that you know yeah. that would be the only one that I would expect you to know. She lost early. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. First or second? I think second round. Okay. Yeah, I know she plays. Yes. Um, who do you have winning it? Uh, you know, Sabalenka seems like she's going to take it down, but I'm I, I'm rooting for Kinwen Zhang. Gotcha. So, so he's on my team. Let's just un unpack this real quick. If the Australian Women's Open is on, yeah, and let's let's take off playoff football because we all know playoff football is on, uh, or you're watching playoff football. But the Australian Open's on a great NBA game, or even no, just a, a middle of the pack NBA game. I was I was watching. Uh, yeah, let's say let's say Nuggets Warriors are on. Oh, oh I'm sorry, not Nuggets Warriors. Uh, Nuggets Wizards are on. Okay, uh, Flyers Senators are on. Villanova UConn is on. Although that was Saturday night, um, and yeah, and, and then Sixers Hornets. Which one are you watching? 
Well, timing-wise, that that doesn't always add if up. If all of them were at the same but time. easily at the tennis. Really? I haven't watched a, a non-Sixers basketball game all year long. Oh, I got league pass. Yeah, um, good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm watching all those games, yeah. I just uh, I'll watch, are, are I'll watch you not in the playoffs. I don't. Uh, yeah. You're not in it this time of year, or no. you just, it just doesn't do it for you. It doesn't do it for me. Interesting. Um, if I'm working late at night and there's nothing else on, I'll put it on on the TV. But I'm not going to be sitting there and, and watching it closely. That's but and look different different. That's why Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors, right? Because that's precisely I, why. <laughs> I I I don't watch the Australian Open, and I, you don't watch. January NBA, but love January NBA. College hoops, watch that still. Big so, game tonight. Wake. De- Deeks at uh, Carolina. Uh, does it make you uh, nostalgic? It doesn't make me nostalgic. I'm just, I hope they make the tournament this year. What would your day be like? What would your Monday be like before a big Wake Forest? Just be all I, it would just be all I was thinking about. Was thinking about. Gotcha. Were you there in 2008, 2009? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was a great year. No, uh, uh, January two thousand nine. You were there, or did yes. you graduate the year before? No, 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 no. I graduated in '08. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that year, when they were number one in the country and then lost in the first round to Cleveland State. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's no, the year. that was the year after I graduated. Yes, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I, I remember this well because it was, it was the day of the inauguration in DC, um, and uh, and I, I was the you only went one to protest. What? <laughs> this was when President Obama was. was yeah, I know. Being, I'm uh, familiar with the um, timeline okay. of, of recent presidents. And, and uh, I was the only one probably going south that day, right? Because I had to go cover uh, Virginia Tech versus mm. Wake Forest when Wake Forest had just been number one. And Virginia Tech upset them. Jeff Allen had a big game that night. Mm, I sort of remember that game a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was the day, it was the day of, of inauguration. And I was in, I was in Winston-Salem. So I'd left the DC area to go to Winston-Salem. I think we've talked about this, this before. I would rather like the, the degree to which I care about Wake Forest basketball versus Wake Forest football. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather a season in which the uh, basketball team lost in the second round of the tournament than a football season in which they went undefeated really? and like, you know, lost in the, in the playoff or something like that. The Riley Skinner era didn't do it for you. I mean, it was fun. Certainly. <laughs> The posing was was memorable, but uh, yeah, basketball just matters so much more to me. Yeah, those are good Wake Forest teams. I uh, I remember curious to know the percentage of our listenership who is familiar with Riley Skinner's posing. I remember speaking to Dino Gaudio quite a bit back then about Riley Skinner. No, I know about Wake Forest basketball. Anyway, uh, please Ron, don't Google this, by the way. Please do. Treat yourself. Um, okay, Ron Rivera, Zach. Now, yes. uh, Diana Rossini yesterday reporting that uh, the Eagles had been making calls on defensive coordinator candidates. She mentioned Ryan Nielsen from the Falcons, who had one year with them after coming over from the Saints, and Wink Martindale, who we talked about. And then today, uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reporting that the Eagles are uh, set to interview Ron Rivera. Now, uh, on allphly.com, you can read... My uh, sort of rundown of the 18 people who I think are going to be on the uh, Eagles radar to some degree. We talked about the buckets last week. There, there are the experienced head coaches who can just sort of take over the defense. Nick doesn't have to worry about that at all. There are sort of the in the ecosystem defensive coordinator guys like 
Martindale and Nielsen. And then there are the guys who you could take a shot on and think this is the next, you know, next big thing, defensive coordinator. I am of the opinion that what if the Eagles are keeping Nick Sirianni, which it seems like they are going to do, what makes sense to me is on the defensive side of the ball, hiring one of those old heads, if you will, someone who can just take over the defense, bring it some professionalism, some competency, and allow Nick Sirianni to focus on the offense and not worry about having to meddle in the defense, having to worry about whether he can trust that side of the ball. On offense, I think they should go the other way. I think what they, what they need on offense is not the Frank Reich type. Mm-hmm. I think it is the somebody who can bring fresh eyes and uh, like a, a, a new way of looking at things, you know, like a, like a Liam Cohen type, right, from, uh, from Kentucky. But, uh, and so Rivera is interesting to me. I prefer Leslie Frazier, I think. Uh, I think the track record's better. I think he has run a defense yes. more recently. Um, but Rivera is certainly of that ilk. It has, it has been a while since he has been a defensive coordinator, not since 2010. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I ag- agree with you and I, I, I also want to pump you up. You, you mentioned that piece, definitely check that out because I, I thought it was a really good breakdown of the candidates and the types of, of candidates. I think the, the big name, former head coach, now defensive coordinator probably makes sense in terms of the, where they're going. One could say, wasn't that what Matt Patricia was? And, I suppose so, but uh, you're 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 hiring a person, not just a type here. And Leslie Frazier would 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 make a lot of sense to me. He's been a defensive coordinator more recently. Uh, he's obviously been a head coach, knows the organization. Um, you know, I I think that his background in that McDermott scheme is interesting. But he's also worked. He worked under Marvin Lewis, right? Um, he's he's worked with a Jim num- Johnson. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he obviously worked at Jim Johnson, but I'm saying since then. Yeah. Right? So there's 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 different components there. Ron I Rivera, like the story that his um, statistics in that article paint. Um, they have, you know, they were very good defenses. They consistently sort of outperformed their success rate. He was never like super blitz heavy or not blitz heavy. Yep. He was always sort of in the middle. And I think like when you think of Leslie Frazier, you think of sort of a, a steadiness which is, I think, exactly what what they need. Yeah, and and in Ron Rivera's case, like I have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera, and um, you know Jeffrey Lurie knows him well. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie, had, he said is in in 2020 that Ron Rivera is like family. What Ron, was the length of time between the reporting that the Eagles are interviewing Ron Rivera and you knowing that you had that quote ready to go? Well, that's that's right away, right? Like I know. I know Ron Rivera's connection to Jeffrey Lurie. I was there when Jeffrey Lurie said it. And I've been on a number of conference calls with Ron Rivera over the years when he was in Carolina, then he was in Washington, where the question invariably comes up about Philadelphia's time with the Eagles. And he, he, he talks about the Lurie family. He talks about, you know, his his time here, how, how, how much he liked it. So, yeah, that's that's not even a flex. That's just, that's just part of covering the team, right? I think that's a bit of a... No, you remember... I remember conversations we had five years ago, eight years ago, whatever it may be. Well, sure, but I'm yeah. just saying. I remember conversations. Pulled the quick. I remember, I had, had I remember conversations I had with Julia twenty years ago. Yeah, she does not. <laughs> um, wow, that hurts. I remember conversations I had with Julia twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've known Julia now for 
27 years. Okay. Yeah. So what was the first conversation you had? I mean, we don't have, I remember we were in the same fifth grade class together. So it was when we met in fifth grade. Okay. Who was the teacher? Hey, do we have to, do we want to get into this? <laughs> I could tell you the teacher. I could tell you everyone in the class. Uh, we don't need to go down that, that rabbit hole on, on who was the teacher. Was it a good teacher? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked him. I really liked him. Um, <laughs> well, you don't want to give his name out. So we're, 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 uh, uh, we're worried here. Uh, Jeez, guys, a guy not memorable enough to get a shout out. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is like the honeymoon in Asia. What is this? One of your passwords? Who was your fifth grade teacher? Is that the no, problem? No, 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 no. That's not what it is. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, the uh, as I was saying, so uh, Ron Rivera has a strong background with. Um, you know, uh, 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 he has a background with the Eagles. It's been a long time since he's called a defense. Now, when he was in Carolina, when he was in Washington, there was, um, you know, he's obviously the head coach. He's overseeing a defense there. But I I think Leslie Frazier makes more sense there. I, I found that the two names that Diana put out, like Wink Martindale, I've always been impressed with his with his groups. Now, now you mentioned on Friday's show that it might not make sense, like, personnel-wise. I don't think it makes sense in any way. Okay. Honestly. And then like he's a combative personality. This has been proven over and over again. I don't think they need that dynamic. Like his all or nothing uh like defensive philosophy is interesting and it's fun to watch. It hasn't really gotten great results and like it is not the way that the Eagles think about football philosophically. Like they don't they don't want that on defense, I don't think. Certainly I don't think Sirianni wants it. I know that Howie Roseman doesn't want it. And so, yeah, I I would be shocked if he is the hire. Yeah. Um, I Unless they were so, like, blown away by what the Blitz did to them that all of a sudden they're like, we need the Blitz on yeah, the team. Unless, yeah, unless they truly have never heard of the concept of a Blitz yeah, until now. Yeah, the overcrush. Like, oh, there's a guy who knows how to Blitz. So Ryan Nielsen interests me in the sense that uh, he, he has – his his expertise, his background is in defensive line play, right? Yeah, he played defensive line. When you look at this Eagles roster, you don't know what a lot of that secondary is going to look like, but you know what this defense what this defensive front is going to look like. Assuming Hassan Reddick's back and there's some contract things that they need to figure out there, uh, but but he is under contract. You you know you're going to have Reddick, Sweat, um, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, presumably. Right, so uh, Nolan Smith. So you want to, and, and these are players you have been, have major investments in. You want to maximize them. That's where Ryan Nielsen's made his hay in the NFL, uh, and he has a, a really good reputation. Also, from my, I believe he was an Eagles camp body in two thousand and two. That's right. Yes. So didn't make it out of camp, but yes, didn't make it out of camp. But I'm sure uh, a Ruben Frank can ask him about that summer in Lehigh. There you go. Uh, anybody else jump out to you? Well, well, those are the, are the guys who've who've been mentioned. Yes, uh, I I do know that, and I I, I said this in our mock um, meeting last week, and then in our our show on on Friday. If you're going for the up and coming guy, then Al Harris is someone who I know the Eagles have a lot like inside that building they have had they have respect for what he's done in that in in Dallas and Kansas City. Uh, and he's kind of on the verge of becoming a, a, a coordinator. So that would be the up-and-coming type. But as, as we mentioned, we don't know if we're going to go, if, if, if they're going to go in that direction. 
Brandon Staley, I <laughs> I knew that was going to be your reaction, and you had a funny line in there about the uh, the Division Three thing. Brandon Staley was a really successful coordinator three years ago with the Rams. For one year. For one year, yes. Uh, philosophically, looks at the game similar to what what Sirianni wants from his defenses. I mean, him and Gannon yeah. were, were, were close. If you say they need to get back to what they were two years ago, then that would make sense. Uh, as I wrote in my piece today, I'm not trying to be like a Denard Wilson shill here, but Denard Wilson was there ready for a promotion last year, and you could have had continuity, and if it didn't work, then you could say, all right, we're looking for someone outside the building. It just struck me so odd that you bypassed an internal candidate when you had the promotion on, on offense, but you wanted the defense to change at that point or the defense to look a, a little different, and then you abandoned that idea after 13 games. Um, so Denard Wilson, I've, I've mentioned him as someone who's worked for different people, is respected by members of that defense. You don't know who's going to be back and who's not. Don't you think but, that ship has sailed, though? Yes, I, I do. I'm just uh, saying in terms of candidates that I would like, right? No, it, I like, like that I, but I, I do think that that ship has sailed. Um, so honestly, I think if he doesn't get hired as a, as a head coach and uh, not retained in Carolina, I think Ajiro Evero would be like the mm-hmm. top of the list for me, sure. along with along with Leslie, Leslie Frazier. He is not. He does not have the, uh, you know, the gravitas necessarily mm-hmm. of, of those guys. But I think he has proven enough that you could sort of hand the ball, hand, hand the reins over to him, and not have to worry about it too much. And then we're waiting to see what happens in Miami with with Vic Fangio too, because yeah. that could be an option. But no, I agree with Ajiro Evero, and we we need to see some other things that. That that could happen. There can always be unex- there there could be unexpected changes that occur here. Um, but no, I, I think, I think Leslie need, Frazier. I, I think if sense. they are if they are if they are doing this with Nick and bringing in a, a Rivera type, I think part of the deal is that they know that they need to restock the whole cupboard of yep. the coaching staff, not just the coordinator. But they're gonna they're gonna look to replenish pretty much it at. at most every level of the position coaches. Now, let me ask you this. If you hire that type of candidate who has head coaching experience, who has that gravitas in the, in the league, does that create an unneeded shadow over Nick as a potential interim coach or as someone who, who he's not necessarily working, he's not working for Nick. He's, he's working for Howie and Jeffrey at that point. Right. I don't know. Did that, did that affect Doug Peterson when they brought in Jim Schwartz? Well, <laughs> it's a good question. It, I, I do think that there was a period of time there where there was that big thought in the building where like Jim's, you know, Jim's kind of ready to be the head coach and Jeffrey and Jim are, 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 are close and Howie and Jim are close. Now, it worked out really well in 2017. They, they won a Super Bowl, right? But yeah, I mean, we have reporting on this that, that there was kind of a, a thought in the building at some point that Schwartz was in line to take over there. Yeah. I also think, so what? Like Nick hasn't deserved, like this is the result of it not working very well in 2023, right? Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, uh, before we get to the Brian Johnson reporting from Derek Gunn, let's talk about Bagels & Co. Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly. We're talking huge bagels, the biggest bagels in Philly. These bagels are the size of the city hall. Okay, not really. Which is that way. Wrong. (laughs) 
How could that, you still get this wrong? That was a joke. I did that as a joke. You, I don't think that that was a that joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. No, it wasn't. That was a Come joke. clean. <laughs> that was you a were joke. laughing because you know that that was that, not a joke. That, that, that was a joke. I was in the building sitting over there. It is that way. That's, that's why I was sitting there with a view of City Hall. Nobody believes you. <laughs> They've also got the largest cream cheese variety uh, from... Cows from over there. I don't know. Uh, 30 different flavors of cream cheese, schmears, and all that good stuff. They've got uh, different flavors, seasonal flavors. For instance, they had an Eagles cream cheese, and they do a 76ers cream cheese as well. These are affordable bagels. It's an affordable brand because you get a lot of food for cheap, and in today's inflationary world, they think that's key. They've talked about you know raising prices, make a little extra money. No. This is a common man's, common person's bagel, okay? They've got a mom-and-pop feel, and they cater to the everyday individual. There's nothing wrong with that. Bagels and Co., baby. For the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store-locator to find the closest Bagels and Co. near you. I was watching Friday's show over again, and I, I liked our backdrops, but there's some things missing in our backdrops, and those are what's behind us here in the studio. And a lot of this we got from FOCO. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product a line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. If you're going to a basketball or hockey game, show off your love with team-branded friendship bracelets. There's also hoodies and jackets and beachwear, even overalls. There is something for fans for almost every occasion. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our set. As you can see, FOCO also has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off. All right, Zach. Derek Gunn uh, tweeted earlier today. Uh, all indications are Brian Johnson will not be returning as the Eagles OC. He will land elsewhere in some offensive capacity. Um, not a done deal. But what do you make of that? Let's let's just assume that it's right because yeah. Gunn doesn't tweet out things that are baseless. Yeah, so it surprises me in the sense that I know inside the building... Um, they, I'm they a like, little bit surprised. Yeah, so the, it, it surprised me. They they like Brian Johnson. He's an up and coming coach. Uh, he was considered a big hire when they hired him. He wasn't Nick's hire. Uh, oh, I'll point that out. Nick didn't know him before he 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 met Brian Johnson. But he's someone who was ascending here. Uh, has interviewed in Atlanta and Tennessee. Was supposed to interview in Carolina. Carolina's moved on for head um, coaching opportunities. Yes, for head coaching opportunities. Last year, he he could have had his pick for offensive coordinator jobs. He chose to stay in Philly. He has that background with Jalen Hurts. Uh, there was a school of thought, or, or not even a school of thought. There was an opinion that Brian Johnson was kind of hamstrung to or or restrained to a certain degree, working or or, or not calling his offense. That Nick this is Nick Sirianni's offense. Nick Sirianni might have had a heavy hand in terms of the game plan and the play calling. Uh, so that that does surprise me some, but then again, you know, Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network, who's also really good, put out Jim Bob Cooter's name over the weekend, and it was brought up as a potential replacement for Brian Johnson if Johnson gets a 
head coaching job. I think that's kind of how it was framed. That said, Brian Johnson's in the mix for two jobs where it's, it's, it's very competitive, right? I don't know if he'd be considered the front runner for either of those places. So the fact that those discussions are, are being had about Jim Bob Cooter makes you think that there's also, a, you know, either there's, there's thoughts of changing this offense and sh- or shifting this offense. And so that, that, so a, that does surprise me some. A couple things. Mm-hmm. One, I am, you know, the fact that Brian Johnson is still in the mix for head coaching opportunities, the Eagles are not going to fire him. Exactly. And, and like, cause if he gets hired, they get a, they get a compensatory pick. Two. Right. They're not going to do that. And like the valuable picks. Too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be silly. And it's also a feather in their cap in addition to the. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if they're getting indications that, they, that he's no longer on the, the list and they want to move on, I think that's interesting. Now, there's no doubt that something between the triumvirate of Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, and Brian Johnson was not cooking this season, right? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I would be a little bit concerned about like the relationship between Sirianni and Hertz, which we feel like is not perfect at the moment. And if Brian Johnson is made the fall guy, I don't know. How's Jalen Hurts going to feel about that? Well, I, I, I wish I knew more from Jalen. I mean, perhaps yeah, Jalen was, was uh, disappointed in the play calling, right? As opposed to the offensive approach, but yeah, they, they do have a long history together and Brian Johnson was his, his quarterback's coach. I I get that. I think that things always evolve in relationships too. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. I, I thought I, they I thought they might lean into the second year with a with a yes. signal caller again. And look, and I I know Brian. This 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 might not be popular to say on the chat or in this market right now. And I still get killed for defending Gannon. I think Brian Johnson's a sharp guy, and I think Brian Johnson's a, a good coach. Who, uh, I don't think that Brian Johnson was the problem with the offense. Yes, I agree with you there. And so I I thought they would keep Brian Johnson and they would have that senior offensive assistant. Uh, now we can get into the Jim Bob Cooter conversation. If the idea, yeah. if the idea here if is Nick, like... If Nick walked into Jeffrey's office and wrote the name Jim Bob Cooter on a piece of paper and slid it across mm-hmm. the desk like I can deliver Jim Bob, then like, okay, let's you, you, we need to totally clean house here because that is not a good enough... Idea. Well, the Jim Bob jokes aside, um, <laughs> I think this speaks to a, a, a larger thing. I think the Jim Bob Cooter idea is Nick putting is is Nick saying this is my offense, and like that this push pull here was Brian Johnson was not you know Brian Johnson has his way of calling things, his way of approaching things. Um, I like Brian. remind the listeners what Jim Bob's background is with the Eagles. Yeah. So Jim Bob Cooter was on the Eagles staff in 2021, Nick's first year. And he is, uh, he, which was like unreported for a while yes. until, until Nick let it slip that he was the guy in charge of game day <laughs> yeah, of like, game management uh, yeah. stuff. But him and Nick have a background together. I think they worked in Kansas city together. Okay. So there's, there's that background. Then Jim Bob Cooter went to Jacksonville, to work on Peterson's staff. And then he went to Indianapolis last year as the offensive coordinator. So but, how would this work? Be, well, he can only come to Philly if he's calling plays. Even if he's under contract and it's technically a lateral move, he can leave? I think the play calling or would do they have to, Or do they have to let him leave? I think play calling responsible because it, 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 it's considered greater responsibilities, okay. maybe not in title. 
I don't know, but I think he would have to call plays or maybe they would just be like a gentleman's agreement mm. with, with Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen calls the plays with the Colts. But yeah, this, this would strike me as Nick saying, I'm doubling down on my offense. I'm doubling down on my offensive philosophy. Uh, that there might have been incongruencies in terms of the play calling and the offensive philosophy here. Now, I I would kind of say maybe we know Nick's guy's Kevin Patullo. And if he said, I I just want Kevin Patullo to be the play caller, that could be met with the fan base almost like a Press Taylor situation. Like Doug saying, all right, yeah, we're going to fix this by making Press Taylor in charge, right? So maybe that's not the option. So So Jim Bob, and they think that there's, some of that Colts charm and that Jim Bob you know, worked, worked, worked well. <laughs> you Colts charm? <laughs> uh, look, there's a, there's a lot of Eagles fans who say that Shane Steichen might have been the uh, the key here, right? Similar to how Frank Reich was always viewed as the key in in the Peterson era. Now, I I, I don't know if if that's the case. I actually like what what you presented, which is finding like an up and coming offensive mind. But I think more of the question here is not the the person in charge of the offense, but whether this is going to be Nick's offense or this is going to be someone else's offense as it stands now, this is Nick's offense. And I think any type of, uh, I don't call it power struggle, but discussion there would be whether Nick can put his, his imprint more on the offense or if they want some, if they want Nick to see offensive philosophy control. Yeah. I think like philosophically, if I was to say what the problem with the 2023 Eagles offense was, like the reason they underperformed, it would be that everything was too stubborn, hmm. right? Like they they refused to adapt. They kept trying to just do what they did and execute it well. They were incredibly predictable, and that ran out. And so if the solution to that from Nick Sirianni's perspective is to like triple down... yeah on just doing what we do and doing it even better and hiring the guys I know who can help me do this, I think that would be a red flag. So my pushback, and I don't disagree with you, yeah. but my pushback would, would be adding someone else's offense. How's that different than bringing in Scangarello? And it's, it's like Jeffrey saying, I'm enamored by the 49ers, so Doug, run, run this offense here or have this guy put it in. Like if, if Nick's your coach, then you're signing up for Nick's offense. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you probably want to avoid the arranged marriages yes. when like there are like, they, you know, Doug didn't really want Skangarilla yes. there. Like it, you don't want to bring in a guy who Nick doesn't want there, Exactly. but I would be disappointed from Lurie's perspective that Nick is not intellectually curious enough about changing the offense and like examining the way that he can do things differently instead of just trying to get back to basics and, and find someone who can help him do what he does better. And then the counter to that would be Nick saying, I did this last year with Matt Patricia, right? You told me to bring in Patricia and I brought in Patricia and then this happened, right? So I, I hear you. I think the offense does need more creativity, especially when you watch some of these games this, this, this weekend and you see how, how scheme played a role here. And what they did to scheme guys open and make it easier for their quarterback. And that did not seem the case for much of the Eagles season. Real quick, by the way. Sure. Um, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Jaguars are set to hire Ryan Nielsen as their new defensive coordinator. So you can take Nielsen oh, off the board. Oh, interesting. Okay. That makes sense. And also there have been reports. Or, no, I didn't mention Mike Caldwell as a defensive okay. coordinator possibility, but I imagine that he could he might be a guy who was on the Eagles radar as a maybe a position coach. Bring him back as a really linebacker's likes, coach, you know, yeah. 
uh, that there was some talk about Wink Martindale being a, a, a candidate in Jacksonville. So if Jacksonville is going with, with Nielsen, then Wink Martindale is still out there. I mean, I will, I will be, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll do a show in French if he goes hire Wink Martindale or something. I don't mean to pivot this back to the defense because we're on the offense. Can I ask you a quick defense question? Please. We, we, we didn't discuss this, and this was in your piece today. What do you think of the idea of the college coordinator? Or do you think that was a last year idea, not a this year idea? I am not entirely opposed to it. Um, if it was Glenn Schumann, that would make me shudder a little bit. Just trying to bring Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we're just trying to lean into this bit fully. Yeah. But I feel like Jesse Minter... You know, you can talk yourself into like the Mike McDonald path a little bit. Um, you know, there is, you know, it's not like it's not like Jim Harbaugh was like managing that defense yes. with a heavy hand, right? I'm presumably he had autonomy there, and so I would I would be intrigued by Jesse Minter of those choices, but I don't think it's the way that they're going to go. Speaking of of which, and they interviewed him last year. Yes, uh, Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh is is uh, meeting for a second time with the Chargers this week, according to Schefter. So maybe Minter fouls uh, Harbaugh to wherever he goes. Right. Any uh, any any thoughts from the weekend of football that are semi Eagles related? I mean, I would have loved to be covering a game because there's very few places in this world that I enjoy more than sitting in a press box for a big game. But it was fun watching those. I admit that. Um, that Bills Chiefs game yesterday was entertaining. Uh, the Bills man. So Sean McDermott, who I think is a really good coach, but seven years, one championship game appearance. They can't seem to get over this hump. And they had winnable games. Yesterday was a winnable game, and they didn't get through. Do you think McDermott, if if you were in, in, in charge in, in Buffalo, do you keep do you keep on with McDermott? Or do you say... I think I probably do. Okay. Yeah. But I don't have a great answer. I mean, what are you going to do instead? Nick Sirianni. <laughs> yeah, great. Bring back to Western New York. Yeah. Um, I, I, my takeaway from that is, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably the best yeah. quarterback who's ever lived, right? And you, it is impossible to discount that. But in the context of, like, the collapse that we saw the Eagles have yeah. this year and how hard it is to keep everybody pulling in the same direction year after year, it is just, it's so impressive yeah. that the Chiefs are able to do this. What is it, six, seven AFC championship games in a row? Six. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has never not made the championship game as a starter. It's Think insane. about that. Uh, now, <laughs> another thing, too, here uh, from an Eagles perspective, did you watch that game and think the Eagles beat both these teams on back to back weeks? Two months ago, like I know, two months is a long time in 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 the NFL, but the Eagles beat both of them in like they in really impressive ways, right? <laughs> With good performance. Yeah, what an unbelievable defense. defensive performance in the second half against the Chiefs. Yes, yes. And then, and then all this, all of a sudden. By the way, you you pulled in and all of a sudden last week when you're imitating me, and I listened back to the show and I said, ah, I missed them the time. Good work. Okay. Was that intentional? Probably. Okay. I don't even remember it, but if I was imitating you, then I probably did it on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that 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 jumped out. Uh, the the Detroit game. I mean, I I, I don't want to jump on like the whole Dan Campbell Ben John or the whole like Ben Johnson love fest, but I thought that offense looked really sharp. I think that I give a lot of credit, by the way, to Brad Holmes 
the general manager, he, they've drafted just a bunch of like really good football players who you're seeing it. They're, they're drafts that tend to be panned sometimes. And I, I get like, it's not always positional value at its, at its best, but Gibbs is making a big difference here. Right. Sam Laporta. Now Sam Laporta is fine in the second round, but he's a really good player. Um, they navigated these past few drafts. The, uh, the, the Syracuse DB, man, that was a great pass rush that he had. I mean, they've hit on Sewell in a big way, which we both like Sewell coming out. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't think we get credit for that. I mean, well, I mean, that he fell much farther than, yeah, but. than expected, right? Um, yeah. Hutchinson, they hit on Hutchinson, right? They've That's easy to hit on Hutchinson. I get it. Tiny arms, though. But, I mean, Brad Holmes is just putting good football players together. And look, Dan Campbell, when we were on... Uh, birds with friends yeah it was easy to make fun of but yeah he's been a he's a he's been a legit uh change agent Mm -hmm. for them culture wise and and a guy who was not a coordinator right and so i don't think you have to limit your search to coordinators yes uh and then the games two nights ago what would you think of those Mm, that was a bummer from the packers perspective they i mean they were the better team in that game they outplayed them they outplayed them for sure and you know the missed field goal the dropped interceptions i mean like this this narrative that like Brock Purdy, Joe Montana, like, like give me a break. He was like very. He was probably the worst quarterback who played this weekend in terms of performance, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, and a bad game. Yeah. Like he, he was the reason that they almost lost. Just give me a break with yes. this Brock Purdy stuff. But it's, it's. I like think the, they're. I think they're going to beat the Lions now. It's like the opposite in baseball. You know, you pray for rain, right? For in the in the, in, yeah. the, in the playoffs, it's like the opposite. Don't pray. For, yeah, you can't. Pre- you. Uh, you better hope it does not rain when he's on the field because, man, there was just some awful plays. But Well, we have some news, Zach, to close out the show. We have word now that uh, I think that we can say on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know if we can say. We are going to hear from Howie Roseman yes. okay, and we can say. Nick Sirianni. So it is official that Nick Sirianni will be back as the Eagles head coach, unless they decide to fire him in a week. Mm-hmm. But right now, the the messaging from the Novacare complex, the white smoke has come out of Jeffrey Larry's chimney. Nick Sirianni will return. He has seen his shadow. And he and Howie Roseman will talk on Wednesday. And obviously, we will have you covered for that on PHOI. This is a great show arc because we started the show talking about when will they speak what are the rules for them speaking? Who will be speaking? And now we complete the show with it's it's like a movie here, right? You followed along, you followed the arc, and now the payoff comes in the end. It's more like a, a an episode because it's a an full yes. uh, hour, yeah, real prestige TV going on here on the PHLY YouTube feed. So exciting stuff! We're gonna get to talk to Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. We find out how, uh, I think we should ask Nick how angry Sean Desai was when he called to fire him. <laughs> should we do a uh, mock press conference tomorrow? Uh, maybe we can, we can think about that. I always love the, I, I, I like the press conference more than the meeting thing. Okay. So yeah, the mock press conference I enjoyed more than the mock meeting. No, I thought but the mock meeting the was mock, fun. Yeah, the, the viewers enjoyed it. Next time we'll switch roles. You can be Jeffrey and I'll be the person trying to save his job. Yeah, but I the uh, I I can't imagine like the coach being in a bullying situation there too. You'd be you'd be like Parcells. You'd be well, who says I have to be the bully? I th- I think that's your 
I mean, I mean, I don't mean to un- unpack this. I think the audience knows between the two of us. Um, but I'm, I can also, I can also get myself into a role. I can go back to it. I mean, come on. <laughs> you like Daniel Day Lewis over here? Yeah. You like that reference? I got by range. The way. Hey, yeah. So you can name you can name one <laughs> tennis player, the daughter of a billionaire, and at least at least one actor. Not the daughter, but the daughter of an owner. Okay, uh, of an owner. I, I the, you dispute that he is a billionaire? No, I'm saying I, I mean like I don't I don't know him because he's a billionaire. I I know him because well, he you, owns you, the you literally Bills. do know him because he is a billionaire. <laughs> he wouldn't be an owner if he weren't a billionaire. True. True. Okay. Uh, and then I, I know more actors than Day- Daniel Day Lewis is the go to for method acting. He's yeah, that's good. That's good pull for you. Yeah, I, I read an I read an article how on the Lincoln set he stayed in Lincoln the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Way to sell that. That one, documentary, though. of course. <laughs> I don't think the audience understands that. Do you want to mention? You can tease me there too. I saw uh, the weekend before training camp this year. I saw Oppenheimer, and. I said it was, I, Bo asked me about it. I said, as a fan of history, I was eating it up. And Bo was like, you think it's a story? Uh, I, I don't think it's a documentary, but I, it's based on history. Yeah, they, they didn't pick up, they didn't make these characters up out of thin air. They didn't make up this event out of thin air. They didn't make up the. No, but I mean, they dramatized it all. It's not, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, we dramatized the meeting last week. It didn't mean the meeting. <laughs> yeah, was we actually. didn't. Yeah, I and mean, there weren't people watching and said, "Oh, I'm a fan of history. I'm going to watch this." <laughs> One day, someone's going to YouTube the Lori Sirianni meeting, and they're going to think that that was an actual report. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the good news is we have a we got a set schedule for this week, noon yeah. every day. Obviously now. Wednesday may be up in the air depending on when that press conference is with uh, Jeffrey or with uh, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. Um, but we will keep you up to date. Either way, we'll be, we will be back tomorrow at noon. Thank you for starting your week with us. And for Julia and Zach, we thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, if you subscribe to the Die Hard level, there's a good chance you might be able to bully Zach into letting you know the name of his fifth grade teacher. Other than that, we will talk to you tomorrow at noon. And as always, we love you.